we all love Bewitched, and our panel of Twitch talkers are here to discuss some of their favorite episodes. Hi, I'm Mark Simpson, and welcome to Twitch Talk. Dora decides to move into the neighborhood, causing chaos for Darren and Samantha, especially when nosy neighbor Gladys Kravitz gets involved. Tonight on Twitch Talk, we're going to discuss episode number 30, and Dora moves in for a spell. Now, this episode was written by Robert Riley Crutcher. It was directed by William Asher and produced by William Frug. Along with Paul Lind as Uncle Arthur and Sandra Gould in her first screen appearance as Gladys Kravitz, additions to the cast are Paul Smith as Floyd, Sid Clute as Noel, and Arthur Adams as the desk sergeant. Now here's David to give us a little historical information. Thanks, Mark. Production for Endora Moves In for a Spell was completed on September 2nd, 1966, and then the episode broadcast on October 22nd, 1966. The same week that it broadcast, Agnes Moorhead appeared as a panelist on the new NBC daytime game show, Hollywood Squares. And then the following week, Paul Lynn joined the cast, and as we all know, became a favorite as the center square, which he actually didn't take over until 1968. Take it away, Mike. Thanks, David. Continuity Man here, off on another continuity adventure. And what I find the most fascinating about Endora moves in for a spell is not Arthur and Endora fighting over a sometimes existent house, although that is hilarious, but rather the confirmation that Arthur and Endora are brother and sister. Of course, there was nothing about that or the feuding and jealousy we see here in their first scenes together in season two's The Joker is a Card, but still, it's pretty cool to give them this family tie as Endora moves in. However, three episodes prior in Witches and Warlocks are my favorite things, Samantha's family tree got some potential new branches. Clara, Hagatha, and Enchantra are all Samantha's aunts, meaning they have to be sisters of one of Samantha's parents. Check it, Endora, Clara, and Enchantra all have red or reddish hair, and Maurice was way too formal with Hagatha and Clara to be their brother. So process of elimination suggests that Clara, Enchantra, and Hagatha are all Endora's sisters. And according to this episode, they're Arthur's sisters too. The only iffy part comes when Endora says she was an only child before Arthur was born. If you go by the family tree that I've watered, it would seem that Clara was the one who had the honor of being an only child, not Endora. And just for fun, this would all also mean that Arthur has four sisters, just like Paul Lynn's other character, Harold Harold, had in Driving is the Only Way to Fly. How's that for service? Back to you in the studio, Bark. Thanks, Mike. Now we'll bring in the panel and we'll discuss Endora Moves In for a Spell. All right, well, welcome back to Twitch Talk. And uh, we have our panel with us now. John, Anna, Susan... Max, Justin, Taylor, and Ross. So, um, again, we're going to talk today. We're going to talk about uh, Endora moves in for a spell. So, let's kind of go through and uh, each one of us just talk a little bit about the episode, what you think of it, um, and you know, just whatever comes to mind, any uh, bloopers or um, continuity issues that you noticed or, or anything like that. So, um, let's start with. Um, John, 
What are your thoughts about the episode? So it, it's funny. I sometimes confuse this episode. Uh, you know, when I started watching Bewitched, it was from uh, season five on, very early on, and then I, you know, went back. But I always confuse this episode with the Halloween episode where there was a house across the street and then there wasn't a house across the street. So um, there, there are some similarities there uh, with this particular episode, but um, yeah. And I, I, I like the uh, kind of how uh, Mrs. Kravitz finally gets a witness to something that she's seen. And then they're like, we're out of here. We don't know nothing. <laughs> um, the dynamic between Arthur and Andorra um, was fantastic. And, you know, and as I mentioned before, I, I often confused this episode with the Halloween episode and it just, the two of them just tied in so well. So I just thought that this uh, overall was, was about a three for me. So um, uh, how about Anna? What, what are your thoughts on this episode? This is one of my very favorite episodes because Endora and Uncle Arthur are my favorite characters. And this is about the two of them going at it. And something I think is interesting is that there's the plot isn't based on magic. It's based on this brother and sister having an argument. And one of the things I like about Bewitched is that it's a family drama. It's a situational, it's a situational thing. And I think it's like a plays that could have been written in the 30s and 40s and that it comes out of that tradition. And so the acting is just so good. I think everything Arthur, Uncle Arthur says is funny. When he calls Andorra dimples and the timing is perfect. And then it's one of the few times when Samantha really puts her foot down and sticks up for herself and her family. And I love that. And I love when Darren says to Endora, don't you ever think about permits and things like that? And she says, no. And a lot of the, of the episodes have, are about dealing with magic, but this is about dealing with your relatives. And whether they are witches or warlocks or not, your relatives are, can still be a real pain. So I just love that. For me, it is not even a question. This episode is a four because of the dynamic between Endora and Uncle Arthur. The dialogue and the tone and the timing, I think, is perfect. So four. Great. Um, how about you, Susan? What, what are your thoughts? Um, this house, this episode bugs me because that house um, is not across the street, you know, and, and I know that neighborhood well. <laughs> and even before I got to visit there, you could see that lot. You, you knew it just didn't fit in the neighborhood. And so that's a, con I guess that's a continuity issue that just bugged me. I think that house is the house that Sheila lives in, is it not? Yeah. So, you know, there's that going on. But 
one thing I love about this episode is that there are a lot of references to other things in literature and music. Um, and this is Herbie pointed out some of these, but on the on the the Bewitched Harpies page, they have a reversed reference page. And it talks about the fact that they reference uh, Annie Get Your Gun when Uncle Arthur says anything you you can zap, I can zap better. That comes from that. Um, they talk about Little Boy Blue, the Wicked Witch of the West. Um, uh, let's see, what else? Um, Madame Lafarge, the murderess, uh, the, I think it's the 19th century. Um, so I love that, those references and those things that go on in, that are part of the writing, which was always so stellar. As I said, the, the house it gives me uh, several issues. It bugs me as to where it was and which way they're looking out the window as to where it should be. Because I thought it should be, if it's anywhere, it's going to be behind a pool, that, in, that empty area to the right as you look at the living room. So that bothers me. Um, the dialogue is pretty snappy and fun, and I like how Samantha, we see this other side to Samantha. Um, but I'm going to give it a two and a half. All right. How about you, Max? Yeah, I, I love this episode too. It's one of my favorites. Um, I haven't seen it um, as much as some of the others, but um, I just love it because obviously Indora and Uncle Arthur are in there. There's the magic between the, the house switching. But I also like the fact that we get an idea of what Endora's house might look like, even though we don't go inside it, we see the outside of it. Because I always think we should have seen where she lived it would have been quite nice to have seen that rather than her just popping in um to samantha's house um also as anna said about the acting and the dramatic side of this um episode i love the scene where samantha just stands up to her mother and her uncle and and you almost forget that it's a comedy and that you know you're watching you're seeing another side to liz and her credit her acting and also the writing and i think you can see the drama side to it rather than just um, continuous comedy but it's just still fantastic viewing um and and also um it's the first episode of sandra golder's um gladys kravitz and i don't even think you you realize who she is um, not right at the very beginning i think because she only like does one screen which is just before the first half finishes i, I think i recollect that um and i hadn't seen alice pierce until years later when it was released on DVDs, but I always preferred Sandra Gould anyway. But but yeah, it's just it's just a, it's got everything. This episode it's just brilliant. Uh, I have to agree with Anna. I think it's an amazing episode. I think you see a brilliant relationship between um, Uncle Arthur and Endora, uh, and you get to know more about it. I don't actually like um, Darren in this episode because I think he's quite fickle and the uh, switch, I don't like the way he switches sides with Indora and Uncle Arthur when it suits him, but I'm going to give it a four because I just think it's brilliant. Yeah, love it. All right, so um, why don't we move on to Justin? I love this episode. I love Uncle Arthur. I wish you were in more episodes. He's probably my favorite, you know, character that's not in every episode because I love his practical jokes. If I were a warlock, I would do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I've been framed. Or when you shook Darren's hand, the hand extends. And when I was a kid, pretending that I had magical powers, I would think of stuff like that I would do. 
And one of the contradictions in this show is the question, can you undo other people's spells? Some members says you can, some members says you can't. So when Endora zaps up the house, you know, okay, I think this is gonna get edited out. I think I got that backwards. Yeah, Endora, okay. Endora zaps up the house, then Uncle Arthur makes it disappear. But he can undo that. But when Endora did all that stuff to Darren, Samantha would say, I can't undo that. That's Endora's spell. Another yeah, they, they seem to um, kind of go back and forth with that throughout the series. They, you know, they could undo somebody else's spell when it was convenient. Right. <laughs> I don't think the writers cared all that much about continuity. Like the Flintstones, Wilma had two different maiden names throughout the series. And I probably didn't care about continuity. But that's a tangent that's going to get edited out, and that's okay. Poor Mrs. Kravitz. Part of a comedy of this series where she saw all this stuff and nobody believed her. One of the reasons, if they remade this show today, the Miss Kravitz, Mrs. Kravitz angle wouldn't work. If only they had cell phone cameras back then. The episode where she sees Santa and his elves working in the living room, of course, she said, Abner, Amber, you know what happened? Nobody believed her. If she could have whipped out a cell phone camera and filmed that, if she could have gone in that house and Dora zapped up and filmed inside that house and you know, filmed her walking out in the front of the house, everybody would have believed her. Poor Mrs. Kravitz. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. a good point. I, never, I didn't think of that, but yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> and I think a point you made earlier, Mark, about the sets changing, I noticed the picture in the foyer was not Girl with a Broom. And maybe Mike knows this, were the epi other episodes in that season, that same picture? Was this the only episode where the picture was not Girl with a Broom? I honestly don't know that one. <laughs> I usually pay attention when, when the painting gets replaced with a mirror for a convenient reason, but, but the actual uh, uh, portrait, I actually didn't pay attention to. Oh, my stars. Yeah, well, that's one of my things about this episode. Um, that, that huge painting of what looks like a musketeer or something. It's like, yeah, no, it, they used it on this episode and this episode alone. And I think the purpose of it was because Arthur, when he first appears, he appears in the, in the painting, in the frame. And I think they probably wanted like a male figure for him to replace in the painting. But I, yeah, that's the one thing that annoys me that, I mean, that painting is just horrible and um, they could have done it with the, with the usual, you know, girl with a broom. Because Uncle Arthur is my favorite non-regular character, and in other episodes you see that the character of Uncle Arthur developed, and you see the character of Andorra developed, and in this episode you really see them interact and how they clash. I love that dialogue and the interaction, so I give it four stars. All right, thanks Justin. Um, now, how about you, Taylor? Uh, this <clears throat> this episode has one of my favorite quotes in the whole series. And this one, and Dora says, if it's hostilities you want, it's hostilities you'll get. <laughs> it's just so juicy and campy. And, and that's the thing I love about this episode. I mean, this episode taught me how to be the fun gay uncle uh, to my uh, nephews because um, they just, they go for it. You know, they're not just going to have, Uncle Arthur walk little Tabitha down the street. Oh no, 
<laughs> they're going to put that buggy on a red carpet and send it flying down the sidewalk. Um, so I love this episode for that. I also love it because when I was a little kid and I was watching this show, I had two sisters who were both a pain in the ass. And so I could definitely relate to Arthur's struggle. And it was fun to see a familial magic relationship that has its own sets of strife. Well, the episode means a lot to me for that reason. I'm, I'm kinder than I might normally be. Uh, <clears throat> the moments between Uncle Arthur and Endora where they keep popping the house back and forth and back and forth one too many times feels a little tedious. Um, but I love the episode. I love those characters. I love that it's so campy. So I'm going to give it three and a half. All right. And how about you, Ross? I don't know. Maybe I didn't get the humor of it all. Maybe I'm just sick. Oh, you guys don't get that one. <laughs> That's what Darren says after uh, he plays all those tricks on him. He says, uh, maybe I'm just sick. All right. So now you'll have to edit that one out. But anyways, um, no, it's a great uh, classic. I enjoyed the show. Um, the one thing is, is I just don't understand why none of the other neighbors noticed a house popping in and out. Why is it always Gladys Kravitz? That's the fun of it, I guess. Well, being that it's an Endora episode, and I'm a huge fan of Endora, I'm going to have to give this one a three. David, what do you have to say? Well, um, I have to agree with Ross. Like, why didn't the neighbors... Uh, other neighbors ever see it because that's like a huge thing and then um, I also wanted to mention my I just remembered it my favorite line from this comes from Arthur when Endora pops in and he says Endora speak of the devil how are you <laughs> and then um, I wanted to mention a couple bloopers too um, the biggest one is when Arthur returns from cakewalking and he hands Tabitha to Samantha, and in that scene, Tabitha is played by Diane, and she's in a yellow coat. And he hands her to Samantha, and when it cuts back to her putting Tabitha in the um, crib or whatever it's called, playpen, it's now Erin, and she doesn't have any coat, and there was absolutely no time for that coat to have gone unless Samantha twitched it, which we would have seen because it's a television show. But um, I... I like the episode, but also in my book, I gave it two and a half stars, and it's because I felt like everybody had PMS. Darren's mad about the house, and Dora's mad about Arthur, Arthur's mad about Endora, and Samantha's mad at everyone. And I don't like it when they're mad at each other. Like, I mean, it was cool that Endora and Arthur were fighting, but also, as we know, as the series goes on, this was like the last time that Arthur could really be matched up with Endora as far as powers go, because... He essentially became the kind of Aunt Clara until Esmeralda showed up. I do like the episode, however, on a scale of one to four, I only give it two and a half stars because, like I said earlier, everybody is mad at everybody, and I don't like all the fighting and the angriness going on. But the house popping in and out is way cool. Um, and uh, so, um, finally, Mike, um, what are your thoughts? I know you already said stated some things in your your opening intro but um uh what else have you got to say the man has come to his senses at last he finally appreciates the real me 
<laughs> I, I do um, I have some continuity stuff, of course. Um, I wanted to mention that uh, Sandra Gold, yes, this being her first episode, it was very interesting to me the way they eased her in to the episode. Uh, like, you didn't have her with Abner right away. They were just over the phone, but they weren't actually in a scene together. And I thought that was kind of an interesting way to kind of, you know, again, ease the audience into having a new Gladys. And she's certainly a lot more proactive in this episode, telling the cops that, you know, this is a very strange neighborhood. But it's interesting that she says that because she's only ever had issues with the Stevens house. So I don't know how she suddenly expanded that to the whole uh, neighborhood. But what are you going to do? Um, I love when Samantha puts her foot down and she says that she gets a little torn when dealing with the witch's world versus mortal world battles because I think it really shows her own inner struggle with dealing with both, which we usually don't get. It's pretty obvious that Samantha adjusts to the mortal life from the beginning, but so we don't usually hear about her own thoughts about the witch world, so I thought that was interesting. Um, I I always have this issue throughout, like Justin was mentioning about the, the can they undo spells, can they not? Um, I think that they kind of quasi-cemented that rule later in Ho-Ho the Clown. But one of the things that they never really got into was whether or not a witch could undo another witch's spell. And that kind of goes throughout. Um, for example, um, Endora saying she wants to evaporate Uncle Arthur and then Arthur saying, well, I guess I'll have to paste her. It's like if, if witches have that kind of power over each other, that kind of reduces them to the level of mortals as far as I'm concerned. And then what's the fun being a witch then? Um, the last couple of things. Um, at the end, Darren um, says it would be wonderful to put together a family album uh, so that when Tabitha's old and gray, she can show pictures of Clara and Maurice and Arthur. And Samantha just says, oh, well, she'll just introduce them. But that's, that's assuming that's, um, that Tabitha will age like a witch. Um, or see, they never really established that. If if Tabitha ages like a mortal, then she could introduce them because they'd all still be the same age that we, they were. But if Tabitha ages like a witch, then they'll all be gone because she'll be keeping pace with them age wise. I know this is like too high concept for a, for a sitcom in the sixties, but this is the way my brain works. And the only other thing I want to add is one of the best pieces of continuity I've seen is in this episode where Arthur comes in and says, well, if it isn't my Yagazuzi nephew-in-law, because that's <laughs> obviously a reference back to their first meeting in uh, Joker's a card. And, you know, um, it's been mentioned that continuity was not a thing back then. It was not because they knew people were not going to go back and watch it to the level of detail that we pay attention. Um, so the fact that they did that is really awesome. Overall, this is a fun episode, and I love the fact that it explores the relationship between Endora and her brother, Arthur. Um, I am going to have to give it, uh, I'll say three. I was going to go two and a half, but we'll say three. But um, yeah, I, one thing I wanted to mention uh, that kind of annoys me, doesn't really annoy me, but I think they could have done a little bit better with that red carpet because as he's pushing her down the side, you can see the wheels. You can see the wheels turning. You know, they could have put something over the side of at least the wheels that were facing the camera, you know, so that you couldn't see the wheels. And um, to make it more look like maybe it was kind of like floating down the sidewalk, you know. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but that's, yeah, that's 
that's all I can think of that I think we've covered everything um the painting and that and um, I think the episode is great the acting is awesome and I love the like everybody else has said I love the interaction between uh Endor and Arthur um I crack up every time he calls her dimples <laughs> that, just, that just cracks me up so um it's a great episode um but i'm gonna give it three and a half stars all right so uh when we average this out um we come up with three stars so this episode overall is three stars from our panel yay all right i want to thank our panel for joining us tonight i want to thank john anna susan max justin taylor and ross and uh my co-hosts mike and david um do you have anything you want to say before we uh close david um just i hope everybody stays safe in this crazy world and i hope it doesn't get too hot wherever you are and uh, bewitched forever. And I just want to say thank you everyone for tuning in and make sure to come back for the next episode of Twitch Talk. Yeah, we'll be back probably in a couple of weeks with our next episode. And uh, in the meantime, best Twitches. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for the podcast version of Twitch Talk. You can check out the regular version of our episodes on the YouTube Twitch Talk channel, the Twitch Talk Facebook page at patreon.com slash twitchtalk, and our website, twitchtalktv.com. Join us for another episode of Twitch Talk wherever you get your podcasts.